0: So, once again, welcome back everybody to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, like I said it just right now, this is your boy Christian. And um, if you're watching through the Twitter uh, live, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Once again, you're here at my studio, which is slash my couch, uh, slash my living room. Uh, So, thank you for joining me. Uh, Thank you for being here. And if you're listening on audio form... Uh, welcome back to another episode, I believe it's like episode 22 um, I was gonna, you know, obviously I do podcasts like every week um, But this this week we had a few games uh, <clears throat> in the we had Dallas, we had the Texas Derby early in the week Or I guess we can say on the weekend on Saturday And then we had this game tonight, I'm recording the, right after the game uh, against SKC <coughs> Um, but let's talk about a little bit about the programming situation because th- that has been a little bit of trouble. Before we do that, let me just go ahead and give you my social media just in case you need to find me for some way of reason. Um, you can find me personally at Christian. No, no, no. I switched it up to Chris. So, which is C R I S P U T A L A Z. Chris Putalias, which is my name. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and then you can find uh, the show on uh, 442, on Instagram as well, and on YouTube where I put all these videos up and and then I do some other stuff where I interview people and stuff like that. So, I haven't interviewed people in a while because of, you know, work and stuff like that, but, you know, I promise that I, I have some people in mind and I'm going to work some stuff out and then we can do those interviews but for now you can check out the ones that i have um because those are pretty cool pretty interesting um, you know if i say so myself um like i was saying we played uh dallas before uh, on saturday and i'm recording on wednesday uh tuesday night sorry uh we just beat skc 5-2 uh we tied Dallas 0-0 let's talk a little bit about the dallas game so let's just go ahead dive in deep uh on these games. So I actually, um, I'm fortunate enough that um, having this podcast and um, and talking about the team and, and just, you know, talking about how the team does and stuff like that, I was able to uh, hook up with uh, Dynamo Theory and they were able to help me out and give me this platform where I can uh, upload all my, uh, like, audio format of the podcast of the show uh, so they, they, they hooked it up, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Dustin from Dynamo Theory, uh, shout out to all the boys that hang out in the chat. I haven't seen any girls yet on the, on the thing, but you know, we'll see how what happens, but you know, pretty cool group of guys that you know, Dynamo fans, uh, Dash fans as well, and uh, they, they basically keep up with the teams um, and they write articles, very good writers. I mean, I'm, I'm a terrible writer. I can't write worth a damn. Uh, but, you know, if you always want to check out them, uh, they have really cool articles that they they almost weekly, if not like sometimes even more than that, but they do really good breaks on breakdowns of the games and stuff like that. But yeah, like I was saying, Dynamo Theory hooked it up. I was able to use their platform for my podcast and through them, I was able to... Uh, be apply for for media membership i guess what you call it i don't know how it is but basically i'm able to go into the games uh, um as a as a media member right as a member of the media and which helps me a lot because i'm able to see the games and like a whole different different perspective because not only I'm watching them as a fan but also I get to be critical when it comes to I mean everybody gets to be critical of their team right but when you're sitting in a booth you know per se with other people that kind of dedicate themselves to that you know that's like their legit job it kind of gives you a different perspective because you start listening to them like for example um I I'm gonna shout out. Two, I guess, I'm going to shout out all the Dynamo podcast slash Dynamo podcast. Because I don't want to, you know, say which one I prefer, which one I don't. Or, I mean, I listen to all of them mostly. Um, but basically, the 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 podcasting uh, family, I guess you can put it like that in a way. Or, or content, Dynamo-content, uh, which, hey, Houston Dynamo, if you're listening, or anybody in the Dynamo organization, if you're listening we uh it would be awesome if you guys can like hook us up uh not with money or anything like that which that would be great but you know just kind of recognize us as part of the family in a way um i don't know how why but you know just just it would be cool uh, cuz we were talking about how how um i'm jumping all over the place but it's okay but um i actually had a thought of how and also the guys from uh the peel were where I think it was Justin, he brought it up how how diverse the Dynamo dash, slash dash coverage is here in Houston, um, and also I actually asked uh, on Twitter a couple day a few I think it was like last week that you know and here in Houston we have like five or six different podcasts or shows that dedicate themselves to like soccer here in the the city and it's pretty cool because everybody just kind of has their little twist on it you know some people are more technical than others some people are better than others you know I'm I'm not to like talk down about myself but my, my setup is completely different to everybody else's setup mine is very very low budget in a way um you know all the other guys they have some type of producer, which is um you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say that i'm kind of envious of because uh, coming from a non um like i don't know much about technology so everything that i do i kind of have to google everything so it's cool that you know they get to have somebody that kind of helps them out and and they have cool graphics and all that stuff right i'm pretty jelly uh, by jelly i mean jealous uh, but it, it's a good type of jealousy. Like, I don't wish them bad. I wish them well because I like I liked their shows. I like their quality. I like their, their soccer talk. Um, I actually get mad. Not mad, but it bothers me when people talk shit about them. Uh, like on comments or reviews and shit like that. You know, because you don't have to be a dick. You can just not listen and don't fucking comment, you know? But I guess if you open yourself to reviews, I guess people can get re- can review you in a bad light. But, you know, you don't have to be a dick about it. But you know that's a different topic, right? But yeah, let's let me go ahead and shout them out. So the PO, of course, they I think they've been around probably the longest with Generation Orange, with uh, Sean and Mark. Uh, the PO is Justin, Edson, and I'm missing one, and I always forget names are not my thing. If you look at my uh <laughs> at my uh what's it called on my interviews, you know that my names are not my strong my strong uh, side I guess I don't know how you say it, but whatever and then you have the kid the, I don't know why I'm calling you kids you just got you guys look young younger than me at least uh, keeping tabs uh, they do a pretty good job over there and then I don't think I'm missing anybody else but then also on the Spanish side which is very cool because I always thought about um, doing something in Spanish as well but you know now uh, fed with Todo Dynamo is kind of taking over that that slot, which is pretty cool because it it brings it kind of uh, what's it called? Uh, not, nah, it oh dang it, I forget the word. But you know when like when you reach, they're reaching a different type of uh of people, a different type of um. Uh, public i don't know how to I, there's a word they cater to them there you go they cater to the to the hispanic community in a way and the spanish-speaking people right which is pretty cool because they have uh they, they used or at least in the last two videos that i saw he had victor araiza and uh, jorge clara i believe and then he also had a new guest that i i forget your name i can see your face but i forget your name so i apologize um but it's pretty cool because, you know, they do the same thing that we do, which is talk about the Dynamo just in Spanish. But it's cool because sometimes we, they, like, you know, different points of view, different perspectives, different language, different modes of playing, you know. Obviously, if you grew up playing soccer here in the United States, it's going to be kind of a different uh, soccer view that if you, like, played in a, in a, like, Latin country in a way. Um, and also, even in the Latin countries, like, they're all different. Um, like, you know, we might have, we might have like different points of views, which is completely fine. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of went, I don't even know where I was going, but I was giving them a shout out. Uh, so yeah, I was saying media member. There you go. I brought it back. So being a media member, I'm able to go to the games, which I'm very grateful for. And therefore I went to the game here with, uh, that we played to Texas Derby with, um, with Dallas right off the bat. I don't know who mentioned it. Oh Jesus, that's his name. Jesus in Todo Dynamo, I believe, was saying that he doesn't see as Dallas as a like as a derby. And not not because of not as a derby, because you know they are a derby because you know they're like in, st- in state rivals. Uh but like competition wise. I don't think Dallas doesn't seem to have the same for example, for me personally, to me when I see uh, SKC, to me they're more of a rival. Than um than uh, Dallas's I don't know you know that might be a personal thing I mean I don't like Dallas at all like I I mean I don't want to say hate because hate is a strong word but I very like dislike anything Dallas and I don't know if it's personal or I think it's more of like a like a Houston culture thing that we are like we kind of learn to like hate Dallas in a way right like you grow up hating the Mavericks hating the Cowboys. Hating Frisco. Uh, It's funny, though, because, you know, we make fun of them, but it's true. None of their teams actually play in Dallas. Uh, I don't know if the Mavericks do, but I know, like, the Cowboys play in Arlington. Uh, Dallas FC plays in Frisco, Texas. Uh, And then I don't know if you have any other teams. I think they have a hockey team or something. Uh, But, you know. But, yeah, like I was saying, Dallas doesn't seem to be our, like, our rival in a, in a soccer manner. Like, they're not as competitive. Or maybe we're not that competitive either because, you know, we've been kind of shitty lately. But when I see a game against, like, if Houston's playing against SKC or FC Dallas, I'd rather watch ten times more the Dynamo play SKC than Dallas because I know it's, even though SKC is going to be probably a better team and they're going to whoop us, which wasn't the case tonight, um, I think we have – you can only improve by playing better teams. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think everybody will agree with me. But So the game with Dallas was very, very interesting because Houston played very, very well. Uh, given the 0-0 tie, um, because we did tie 0-0, um, Houston had more shots, like way more shots than them. Um, I think Dallas had one one or two towards the end of the game or like late in the second half that were of danger um, of them scoring. But the Houston Dynamo throughout the whole game, first half and second half, were a little bit more dangerous. We had like two one on ones uh, with the goalie with Elise, which unfortunately he wasn't able to put them, you know, in the back of the net. Um, but. The team as a whole, as a unit, we played a whole lot better. Uh, Darwin Seren played a good game that game. Darwin Quinteros looked very sharp. Um, the back line looked very secure. Um, but, you know, everybody, uh, the only players that, like, didn't play a good game those that game was Memo. Memo kind of had, like, a shitty game. He just looked kind of lost. Uh, uh, Christian Ramirez coming back from from you know almost six months of not playing. He he didn't play that bad, but he just um, a lot of people were saying that maybe he was kind of rusty. But also the fact that Dallas played with, with a line of five in the back kind of didn't help much. You know it it was kind of shutting him down in a way. Um, and also a lot of people were questioning uh, Tabs' tac- tactics of only having one sub. For the whole entire match and it came like towards the last 10 minutes of the game so a lot of people were very confused because the team even though it was playing very very well tab seemed like he could have done some things to like change it up a little bit um you know luckily like i said being part of this media thing uh i'm able to to like stay after and like listen to the press conferences and actually ask questions i actually i asked a question which um, I'm going to share the, the audio sometime this week because it's hilarious because for some reason when I do something new I get really really like nervous and obviously my ESL comes out so like my words in English and Spanish kind of start getting all tangled up and I forget how to speak English and then all these words come in in my head and then the pressure of having people around and listening it just kind of bothers me even more and I kind of got you know kind of I did one of those uh, in numbers, uh, and it was pretty funny. I, I showed it to my wife, and she like laughed in my face, which it's it's okay. But you know, it was pretty funny. I mean, I laughed. At, I laughed at myself, like as I as I was doing it. Like I did it, and I laughed, and even Christian Ramirez kind of chuckled. Uh, but it was funny. But so I'm gonna show that to you guys. But like I said, being uh, in a position of privilege in there. You know, I'm able to listen to the to the to the protagonistas in a way when they speak. You know, right after the match, so you kind of get them fresh, fresh like before the match or after the match. Sorry. And uh, Tab Ramos was talking about how he saw the team playing really, really well, and he didn't want to mess that up. So therefore, he didn't see the need to to make some changes in that game, uh, which is understandable. But also at the same time, when you have five subs. And you can't score a goal. You might want to think of changing something. You know obviously I always preface by saying I'm not a fucking expert. And you know I'm not a coach. I'm just a dude that sits on his couch and watches TV. Um, but also you know with a little bit of soccer knowledge. Therefore I guess you know we can give our opinions. I mean shit it's is my podcast so I can say whatever the fuck I want right. But yeah so a lot of people not only me but a lot of people have the same thought. It's like why are you doing one Substitution And the whole entire match, when you're 0-0, when you're dominating and you know you can put somebody else to kind of dominate even more, to maybe score, to be different, fresh legs, you know, like the whole shebang. And, you know, he just kind of explained it that way, like, you know, he saw the team, was doing good, then he took out uh, Ramirez, he, uh, he brought in... Um, this kid, uh, Martinez, he put uh, Elise as a nine to kind of switch th- switch things up a bit. Uh, but obviously, it didn't work because we ended 0 0. Even um, Michael Marriage, the goalie, even said, dude, like, I don't care about clean sheets. If I get scored on and I get three points, I don't care if I get scored on. I want the three points, which is very good. And I actually was listening to Glenn Davis talk about it today. How that shows his commitment to the team, which obviously it shows it, right? Um, so I think we, we saw a little glimpse of maybe what Houston did tonight in that game. Um, to be 100% honest, going into this game and knowing our history, um, in my head I was like, shit, we're going to fly the same day of the game. They literally took a plane this morning at 10, flew to Kansas City, With a game that night, so you know, talk about I don't know. I only been on the plane once. Uh, Talk about jet lag. Talk about that. I like you know. I don't know any of those experiences, especially when you're a professional and all that stuff. I don't know how that changes your body or whatever. But you know, you kind of expect them to be a little bit tired or you know legs or, or something. I don't know. You know, excuses that people use. But um, so going over there to Kansas City. Which has always been tough playing at Kansas City. And then also remembering that Kansas City is number one in the West. Houston is number 11. Literally last 11 or 12 in the West. uh, Last place. Um, First place against last place. We are playing away. Which historically we are trash playing away. I mean... Last year, we were trash. I think we only won one match or two matches. Uh, so, obviously, I had a result of... My prediction was 2-0. 2-0 Kansas City. Um, so, we went out there. We played. Uh, first couple of minutes uh, were kind of not dominated by Kansas City, but they were, you know, managing the ball. But then the Dynamo kind of picked up. We uh, we picked up. Let me see if I can pull up t- the stats See if somebody can hook a brother up here with the stats, uh, statistics, por favor. No, we don't. We don't have any statistics. This is terrible podcasting. It's okay. Um, so we went up there, and I'm not gonna say the Dynamo dominated, but we. Oh, okay. All right, calm down, calm down. I'm just here. Okay, calm down. But um, let me just go here. Let me just go here, go here, go here. Whatever. Um, okay, I'm just not gonna look it up. It's all good. Um, but yeah, the stats. Uh, we're probably, I guess we can probably go over them later, tomorrow, whatever. But um, basically, shoot. Uh, basically, um, the Houston Dynamo played a really good game. They. So let's let's do this. I'm gonna break down. Um, not play by play but kind of like line by line in a way. Oh here are the stats. Haha That seems like a lot. Oh season stats. Oh Jesus. I was looking at this, they said twenty seven corners, twenty eight corners. It's like what the hell would you get these from? But this is like a pre a pre game uh, stats. But let's talk about the the starting eleven. Starting eleven. Mark of marriage, of course, in the back. A lot of people were thinking about uh, the whole uh, how, um, what's his name? Cabrera played, you know, back in the, in the MLS's back tournament. And uh, he played really well. So a lot of people thought that he was going to start for Figueroa. But, you know, Figueroa started with Struna, Lund- Lund- Lundy in the, in the uh, back left, and uh, Valentin on the right. Seren Vera. S- Seren, men of the match for me, by the way. Rodriguez uh, as a number 10, Quintero's on the left, Eli's on the right, and Ramirez as a number nine. Um, So, yeah, starting from the back, Figueroa Struna had a heck of a game. Very, very solid. Uh, Even though they scored two goals, if you look at their goals, they came kind of out of luck in a way. Uh, Obviously, there were chances that they they created, but it was mostly, like, stupid, not mistakes, but just, like, little like rebounds and here and there and they were able to just to tap it in in a way. Um, but you know stuff that happens in those games. Um and they that's how they found their goals. it wasn't that they were like very creative or very dangerous. I don't think they had um if if anything they had like one or two danger dangerous plays but on top of my head right now I don't I can't think of any dangerous uh plays that they had. Um, let me see, so shot. I mean, they had 14 shots, but, they had 14 shots, but 5 of them were on target, we had 12 shots, 8 of them were on target, um, let's see, overall passing accuracy, I was gonna say accuracy, accuracy is not a word, uh, possession, we had more possession, we had 51% to the 49, I mean, obviously, 50-50 is like right there, but we had more procession towards the end of the first half and then towards this. Obviously, the second half, towards the end, we had, it was all of us, possession. Um, 23 clearances. and see. Fouls, offsides, missed chances, none, none. Corners. They had 10 corners. They weren't able to uh, do anything with that, of course. Um, but, yeah. Uh, what I was saying. Okay, back line. So then Lundy had a really good game because uh, he was actually a vital part in that first goal with Quinteros in them. Uh, Quinteros was what a lot of people think it also meant of the match because he scored two goals. He played a beautiful game. I really love the way that Quinteros is being used in this team because he's being used like a kind of like a number 10, but not really because he kind of plays outside. Usually number 10s tend to like play in the middle. But I really like the way that he kind of, like, slows the game down in in a way when he has to, right? When he has to, he gets the ball, slows it down, brings it, you know, kind of reels it in. And then whenever he needs to, he has the burst of speed to, like, literally, like, speed up the whole game. Uh, Which is pretty cool because you don't don't see a lot of those people. I mean, you see them often, but you don't see them kind of like that. Like, one second, they can just be chill, relax, have the ball, you know move the ball around in a way and then the next second they can just explode and go down the line like like he did like for example when he scored the goal with Seren when they did the one two touches like if you if you see the goal now I'm just thinking about memory right now but like when you see the goal when you see how when Seren when he gives it to Seren Seren kind of takes two steps he lays it back for him and then he kind of takes a touch and then the player kind of comes to him and then he like speeds up a little bit and then he takes a shot Obviously, when he goes around the player, you can see that he has the the bursts, those bursts of speed that help the game or his game a lot, like a lot, a lot. Because obviously, it brings a little, um, a little, a little extra oomph, you know, that that you need. Um, Let's see, box score. Okay. Bang, Damn, that's a lot of stats. Go to mls.com There's a bunch of stuff there a bunch of stuff also another thing that I really like was Vera being our captain I think it brings a little like a big boost because obviously Vera is probably one of our best um, our best players if not the best player that we have in our team and having our best player as our captain and actually the way that he handles himself he handles himself it's a lot of ha 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 in there let it, the way that he handles himself in the field um, kind of shows like you want somebody that strong of a personality and when it comes to soccer to be like to transform that into being the captain it sucks that he probably doesn't know the language and he probably can't communicate with every single player I mean I don't know how their communication is that's why even though I, in the home games um, there's no fans uh, unfortunately they have that audio like the fan audio and i love our fans and i love the party that they bring but i think it's like like music like it's better live sometimes and i mean obviously it is music because that's what they play but having those speakers right in front of you like right on top of you it just kind of hard it makes it hard to actually hear what's going on in the field um which i'd rather you know if the dynamo didn't play that but it is what it is right but um let me see here. So the goals. So first goal actually came kind of early, if I'm not mistaken. Come on, man, give me the goals. Yeah. So Albert Elise scoring uh, 17 minute. Uh, so usually said people say that those 15 those first 15 minutes are very vital when it comes to a game because you kind of set the tone for the rest of the game in a way. And I at least scored at minute seventeen, so which is like, you know, close to that fifteen uh, minute mark, um, and that was a beautiful play. Like the whole Darwin Quintero, Lundy Memo, Dan Bam Bam Bam, give it to me, you know, cross cross it, and then you know at least has to just touch it from the back. It kind of takes you back to the days that you had Kyoto, and Kyoto would kind of cross it to him, right? Uh, then you have Christian Ramirez. I uh, scored the other goal, which is kind of basically almost the same thing. You know, Ellie's run down the line, puts, a, puts the ball down the middle, and then he just has to tap it in, which is pretty cool for Christian because he gets that, you know, to release all that that he had in there, you know, saved up for six months. That You know, he's like, boof, you know, I can breathe now that I scored. Um, Nico Hansen coming out, like, right off the bat, second half, just started. Uh, you know, 2-1, game kind of still, you know. Two one is not too uh you can't relax too much. And then Nico can Nico Hansen came with that little chip over the goalie. Uh pretty badass goal. Shout out to Nico Hansen for that. Um then they came back literally the next minute and they scored so they put a three two, which people were kinda like, Oh shit, you know. Here comes the night. And like I saw on a Twitter post. Somebody posted. You know. It's like. When you're a Dynamo fan. You have like PTSD. Because you can be winning 5-2. And it can be minute 90. But you're still not sure. If you're going to win the game. Um, So it's pretty funny. Because. It's kind of true in a way. But then Darwin Quinteros came in on minute 57. With that beautiful play that they did with Darwin Teren. uh, Which. Darwin to Darwin. Um. But like I said, Darwin, uh Seren to me was the man of the match. Uh, even though obviously he didn't score any goals or anything like that, he had an assist, but that's alright. And then of course the goal the last goal with Darwin, uh, Quinteros and Nico Hansen. Uh assisted by Nico Hansen. Um actually I don't have any recollection of that game. Of that goal, sorry. I just remember kind of screaming it out. But it is what it is. Um let me see. How did it go? I think it was just like another pass down the middle and then he scored. Whatever. Whatever, ever, ever. I'm doing a lot of pauses in this podcast. It's probably not good podcasting, but is it all right? Um, let's talk about the midfielders. Uh, Vera and Sere, the defensive midfielders. Seren and Vera. As you guys might know, uh, Vera is probably my uh, favorite player in this team but now Sedan, i think is gaining a uh, he has been as you know as everybody knows he is like our go to sub like usually if there's going to be a substitution it's most likely going to be Sedan uh, coming in but i think in these last two games against dallas and against uh, skc he has kind of proven himself to be like the person that kind of takes com- like he's taking command of this role and a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, if you if you see him, he fights every ball. Uh, he wins most of the balls. Um, there was a lot of instances where his high pressure kind of led to an attacking um, instance, which was pretty good. Um, obviously, I think, I mean, personally, if you ask me today, Darwin should start next game, like, for sure. Seren, I mean, yeah, Seren and Vera should be the starters from now on totally you know if anything else happens you know but also like I was saying in my uh, first half kind of preview that I did it's going to be interesting with this guy Sahibo coming in uh, because uh, Sahibo? Sahibo? I don't know uh, Sahibo um, because also he plays that position he plays like a, like a containing containing midfield Como um, un contenedor de mitad de cancha you know he plays that, that kind of like He goes into the attack like Seren does in a way, or Vera does in a way too. But, you know, they do most of that recovery when it comes to the field. And also, uh, another thing that happened uh, was Elise coming out in the first half. Um, So I don't know if anybody has asked uh, in the press conferences. Hopefully we'll get get to see an answer uh, on that. Um, but I actually I was very worried to see Elise kind of not come back for that second half. But also at the same time, uh, Nico Hansen had a really good game, so he kind of made up for that. So you know, it's a good thing when you you know a lot of people or even myself have have questioned the depth of this roster. Um, I mean, and for good reason, because we've been shitty as a team. Um, but I think. I don't know why, how, when, you know, I want to credit all this to Tab Ramos. Um, but the team seems to be like, change. Like, if you kind of make a substitution, like, the team still stays complete. Like, it's not like you're putting in your second, um, like, you're in, like, your second team people. Like, no, it's like still first team quality players. And. And like it's not making a difference. Like even when we see Seren coming in as a starter, like I like if you watch these last two games, you cannot see a difference between having a Seren or having a Bonilla Garcia. Like they're basically you know the same person. Like they can com- they do the same thing, they they function the same way, and it's like nothing has happened. You know, if anything, they're playing better because obviously they're trying to demonstrate that they can do this. Um, and they want the spot. Uh, also, like Nico Hansen coming in, having a goal, having an assist. Um, obviously, that's going to give him a lot of uh, like you know boost, uh, not only for himself but also in the way that Tab sees him. Uh, also, uh, Christian Ramirez coming in, scoring after a while uh, because of Manotas, you know, being injured. Uh, luckily for us, we got to see Manotas towards the end. He seems kind of rusty in a way. Uh, but we'll see what happens with him because, obviously, he's our top goal scorer in a way. Or he is, actually. But, you know, he's, he's making dynamo history. Uh, and then, well, I talked about Quinteros. Quinteros is, is playing perfect. Uh, and then another silent player was Memo. Memo, even though he didn't, like, maybe participate in the great plays other than the first goal, um, he was very good in when it came to containing the ball and passing the ball and kind of being part of that possession play, of that possession transition. You know, like when you move from, from defensive to attacking, uh, you need those players to like control the ball, keep the ball, pass the ball, distribute the ball. And Quinteros and Memo, in my opinion, were those two players, which... Memo kind of went silent. You know, he went under the radar, but he did a really good job. Like, you know, it wasn't like the game against Dallas where you saw Memo kind of fucking up here, you know, left and right in a way. Uh, he, he just had a bad game. And he proved today that even though he doesn't have to be part of every single goal or every single uh, instance of goal, he's going to be a valuable player when it comes to, you know, getting balls back or distributing balls Or even just holding the ball for possession purposes. Um, Other than that, I think I have covered every player. Uh, Merrick had really won one really good save. The goals were just kind of like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, You know, and there were literally both of them on the line. And they were both taken out from the inside. So it wasn't that we were defending bad. I think it was just like two little slips. And it's just a little bit of luck on their part uh, that happened. Um uh I Albert, Albert Elise had a really good game compared to or really good half cuz he only played one half but compared to last game um this night he was able to be a little bit more dangerous uh you saw his speed a little bit more uh he was a little bit more um how do i say it more uh, proficient is that a word like whenever they're like they make less mistakes. Is that a word? I don't know. But he was he was making a lot less mistakes than before. Than last game, uh, per se. Uh, but other than that, I think we saw a really good dynamo. I'm really excited to see what what the future holds. Because this winning 5-2 five, five, in Kansas City, I guess. Kansas City, one of the best teams in the MLS. One of maybe top five teams in the MLS uh, it kind of gives you a, a big boost uh, especially playing away um, so this is really good animi- animically I don't know if that's a word in English but in Spanish anémicamente, which means like you know in your men- mental health way uh, it, it's really good for the team um, and it just gets everybody excited all the fans um, and also, I wasn't going to talk about this, but since I brought it up, I guess I'll bring, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, just because, I don't know. It just pisses me off when people talk shit, right? And this might be not good for me, because I always, you know, I try to have people, like, kind of like me. But, sometimes you just gotta say stuff. And, like, some people are just being, I mean, excuse my French, but fucking annoying, like... They complain about every single thing. Um, I don't know. I just people complain too much, and they're just being little bitches. Like, stop complaining. If you don't like the team, find another team you want to support. I know the team is Shetty, but if you're gonna be a fan, you have to support the team and the good times and the bad times. And there's nothing we can do. We have a Shetty owner, you know, and um, he's not gonna put any money. I mean you already know the guy. Like is is that little meme in Spanish, I don't know if you guys know it, like that drunk meme is like, you know, si saben cómo me pongo para que me invitan type of deal. Like if you know I'm gonna get drunk, then why why are you inviting me to the party type of thing? It's like you already know what you're dealing with. So why the fuck are you complaining so much? Um so like and also like it's like those people that go in and, like write comments, like negative comments. Like nobody wants to hear your negative comments about people that you don't like, like, and I'm doing this specifically those two comments that I saw on under under the peel um stuff, like dude, shut the fuck up, nobody wants to hear your terrible opinion, like if you're gonna have a bad opinion, just don't say it, like keep it to yourself, like don't I mean, it's your opinion, yes, but like stop being such a negative Nancy like it is what it is, like you don't like it, don't listen to it, bro. Like, just move on. Let other people, like, I don't know. But then it goes back to the psychology stage of, like, the only people that review on Yelp are the ones that had terrible service. Uh, And also, they're fucking annoying. They have time in their hands to actually sit down and write a review about something that they didn't like. If I didn't like something, I just wouldn't give them any more time of my day. So, why the fuck would you sit down on a computer on your phone and spend another two minutes writing a terrible review? about something that you don't like it's like why are you giving so much time to something you don't like just move on um but yeah that's my rant so like if you're gonna be a be a fan be a fan like don't be a fan of results be a fan of the team and even if the team is shitty like yeah you can say hey our team is shit but like stop being a bitch and stop complaining about this and that like we don't have to cater to you like nobody has to cater to you for your friendship I mean I don't I mean like I said here in the United States sports are completely different because everything is about money and everything is about marketing and everything is about making money and getting butts on the seats because that's how they make their money and shit but for the if you call yourself a lover of the game and a lover of the team and a lover of the beautiful game as it is Stop complaining about, like, fucking winning and losing. Like, yeah, complain about it, but don't be be a bitch about it. Like, if you want a team that wins all the time, then go fucking become a fan of, like, I don't know, Portland. Like, go be a Portland fan. Like, go be a, I don't know, put whatever team that you like that wins all the time because, you know, like, be a fan of, like, I don't know. I don't want to say anything but you know just change teams nobody wants you as a Dynamo fan if you're gonna be just bitching and complaining the whole time about how the team is like not catering to you like you are nobody to be catered to if you're gonna be a fan be a fan like stop demanding people to cater to you yes we all want results we all wanna win of course but stop being a bitch about it I don't know if that makes any sense um or or like I was when I was talking to Hector and uh and Tony from uh Dynamo Fans for Change and we brought that up how we were probably racing in a different culture where we feel uh the sport in a different way. Like we like me, I've been a Dynamo fan, like a legit dynamo fan for maybe what, three, four years maybe? Like that I followed the team and I have grown like a sense of pride love and like people around me like my friend group or whatever like nowadays they know me as christian the dynamo fan and the boca fan like back in the day i was christian like el bochero like the boca the diehard boca fan and now people are getting to know me as christian the dynamo fan which i fucking love because this is my team now like i represent like the orange everywhere I go, like literally your game days. Any game day, I wear a hat. I wear something Dynamo related because that's my fucking team, and I represent it no matter how shitty we are, like as a team, as sports-wise. Because I don't support owners. I don't support organizations. I don't support anything. I support like the team. I support the name. I support like the like the like the. I guess you can say the brand. But not really the brand. I support the team, like as a as a whole. I didn't support anybody's pocket. Like, if you don't want to support nobody's pocket, like, they don't care about your dollars. They don't care. Like, obviously, they do because, like I said, here we are here to make money in a way in the United States. But like, stop pretending or wanting people to cater to you and your needs when it comes to sports. Like, be a fan of a team because you love the team and you're going to support it and the good times and the bad times like I was watching a documentary I watched these Copa 90 documentaries uh, all the time on YouTube and it was about they do like rivalry uh, things like when they go to like derby matches and they went to this uh, region in, in Spain northern Spain and there's two teams that live like in the same state like a Dallas, Houston type of thing and both of the teams suck in their whole history, which is probably like 100 years, like literally, every each team have 100 plus years of history and none of them have won a title ever. Listen to what I'm saying. 100 years and they haven't won a major title ever in their history. And you look at their fans and you look at their stands and you look at their city and you look at their fan base... They love the team for what the team represents to them. Like they represent the city, they represent the people, they represent the colors, they represent the culture. And they're not there for the fucking results because if they were there for results, they would just be a Real Madrid fan, a Barcelona fan, an Atletico Madrid fan, or whatever fan you can think of that's going to bring a title you know, every once in a while. But why can't you be like a lover of your team for your team and not a lover of your team for the result of your team like that's what's wrong in this culture like we wanna we wanna make the Dynamo be a great team but we have shitty fans and I'm not generalizing everybody but like there's some people on Twitter I, well obviously right me talking about how Twitter makes me mad of course right Twitter is kinda meant for that but yeah, bro, like like, like I tell my wife sometimes where we get into fights and, you know, days passes by and she's still mad at me. I'm like, you know what, babe, and this is going to be stupid, but I find it hilarious and it makes her mad even more, so I don't care. Um, but I tell her, hey, you know what, babe, you know what, you should go to college, become an act- architect. Uh, get your degree and like go to go to college get your degree become an architect build a bridge and get over it like and I tell her that and she knows that every time I tell her go to college like she knows that this whole fucking speech is coming because get over it like it happens your team loses your team wins but stop complaining about wanting people to cater to you because of who you are like you don't have to be catered to if you call yourself a fan, like a true fan. Be a true fan. If not, then just be like a regular dude that goes to games. Um, yeah. That's it. I don't know how long I've been talking for. And I don't even know if this thing has even been recorded. 45 minutes of me talking about two games and then ranting about life. Uh, so I'm going to shut it down. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um... Is a weird way to end it, kind of in a negative note, but I'll be back next week. Um, next week actually, we have two games. Um, we're playing Minnesota on a Wednesday night, uh, here at BVVA, uh, here in Houston, Texas, and then we're actually playing Saturday, um, also here in Houston, and we're playing the SKC again. So it's gonna be an interesting, match that SKC match because if we're gonna see how was kind of deals with playing like a, a revancha, uh, you know, like a second leg game type deal against SKC. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Dynamo kind of prove themselves in a way that it wasn't just luck or it wasn't just a really good game or, you know, a one-off game. But actually, they're starting to build a culture of having a winning team in a way. Um, but yeah. Other than that, don't forget to follow Cuatro Cuatro Dos on uh, YouTube if you're watching on um, Twitter. Not on Twitter. I need to make it Twitter for the show, but I'm just too lazy to be honest. Uh, on Instagram, and then you can follow me, uh, Chris Putalías on Twitter and Instagram, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z as in zebra. Uh, so thank you, guys. Cuatro Your boy is out. So I'm going to go ahead and stop this audio. And then stop the video. So, y'all be safe. Don't forget there's a fucking uh, Laura's coming. So, y'all be safe out there. And uh, just don't be stupid. Be safe. Have a good one.